Welcome to the Super Expander Podcast. My name is Corrine Phelps, your host. I'm a business and growth coach, money mindset expert, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. My journey has taken me all over from working in finance to owning a boutique fitness studio. I found myself burnt out, miserable, and questioning everything. Saying things to myself like, there's got to be more to life than this. Refusing to settle for a mediocre existence, I went all in, learning how to harness untapped potential and rewire the subconscious mind to create an extraordinary life. The last 10 years have been a crash course in self-love, building a business, creating community, building wealth, and doing what it takes to just freaking go for it. My mission is to help you align to your purpose, Rewire your subconscious to support your big dreams and vision and create a life that you're absolutely obsessed with. So sit back, tune in, and prepare to expand. Today's podcast, we're about to dive in and talk about something that we all experience. I know each and every one of you can identify with this. So I've been just going through it for a couple days. So I've been needing to sit down to record this very podcast for you. And I'm a little bit behind on getting my content out so that it's edited and polished and ready to release to you. And I found myself sitting in a state of procrastination. Yeah, a total state of procrastination. And I thought, you know, this is exactly what we should talk about. This is what I should talk about with you today because it's a really, really important thing because procrastination so oftentimes is viewed or we view it as being lazy, but procrastination is so much more than that. It's really has nothing to do with being lazy at all. So at its core, procrastination really is just the action of delaying or postponing something. And I have to tell you, I work with highly driven and accomplished people and major newsflash here, high achievers and high performers, they procrastinate too. And as a high performer, there's something that I know to be true. Your nervous system is wired for safety and protection and comfort first, but your soul is wired for growth and big things. And there's this polarizing dance that's going on inside where your future self sets goals or commits to tasks or some sort of big project. Yet your present self is the one that has to take action to create this and your future self and your current self are at odds. Procrastination is one of the biggest barriers to the elusive flow state of work. And the reason that is, is because it truly happens. It's something that is going on in identity level. And oftentimes it actually becomes a habit. Procrastination is a habit. And if you understand how it shows up for you and how it works, you can begin to replace it with a better one by flexing a new muscle, but it really begins at the identity level. Procrastination is rooted in the immediate desire for us to manage a negative mood or feeling, but it's really an indicator of deeper feelings that are related to the task and things that are really rooted in self-doubt low self-esteem, anxiety, and insecurity. 
if left to continue, this is when it becomes a habit in a, into a cycle, a looming task or project or an obligation. And we avoid it ruminating. You know, have you ever ruminated on, on something? So you have this task and, and you're going to, you need to, you need to do it. The deadline is there. And yet we subject ourselves to a long period of time, just thinking about doing the thing rather than getting ourselves into action. So somehow in our mind, we believe that doing the thing is going to cause us pain. And so we avoid it. And yet the avoidance of it causes us so much more pain. The thoughts we have about procrastination typically exacerbate our distress. Hello, stress, which really contributes to further procrastination, which becomes this vicious, vicious cycle. So the momentary relief that we actually feel when we procrastinate is actually what makes the, the cycle vicious. So in the intermediate, in the present, we put off the task and it provides this momentary relief. And then all of a sudden we, our brain has now been rewarded for procrastination. So procrastination literally becomes this toxic habit and it can literally destroy your life and your health. So long-term over, over time, chronic procrastination has not only like massive financial costs to productivity and like measurable destructive effects to our mental and physical health. Like think about it, stress, anxiety, depression, and then all of this actually turns inward into your body and can become dis-ease causing things like heart problems, cardiovascular things like hypertension. So I'm going to play out a little bit of a, a scenario for you. So stay with me on this. You think about it, whether it's the, the raise that you never asked for or the attractive person that you've been wanting to ask out on a date or the avoidance of, of calling your mother. Somewhere inside of procrastination, we decide that these unpleasant feelings outweigh the, the pleasant ones in the short term. So we, uh, we avoid the, the unpleasantness and we're making our lives worse in the process. And then it isn't often like until like the 11th hour, like the night before until somehow there's someone that's screaming at us, or there's this massive life threatening or career threatening thing that's looming over us that will really wreak havoc or create failure. And then there's a breakdown, right? And there's this final shift that causes this pressure to become more than we can possibly handle and the associated positive feelings that we perceive positive feelings of not doing it. Now they, they begin to the positives of actually following through start to outweigh and it becomes more painful for us not to do the thing than it does to do the thing. And that's when we finally, finally get it done. I know you've all been in this situation before, right? And then you finish the task and you feel this sense of accomplishment. And there's this sense of like, ah, oh, thank goodness. But 
it's just like really a serious thing because oftentimes what happens is we, we hide behind that because it's, there's some sort of fear of, of failure, right? So if we wait and we don't allocate enough time to give something our fullest attention, if, if the thing that we do doesn't turn out to be great, we can always lean back on the, but we didn't really give it our all. So now you see where this is starting to go in terms of this identity level thing that is, is sitting upon us. So there's deep emotional stress that is experienced because of, of procrastination. Inside of this vicious cycle, we, we tend to feel so, so stuck for days, for weeks, months, even years avoiding these things that we know are would be like in our best interest and this sort of procrastination the kind of procrastination i'm talking about is the like oh i'm going to go back and i'm going to finish my degree and then you don't take action you procrastinate and yet it sits and it tortures you over and over and it just stays there on your mind because it's something that deep down in your heart you desire to do you want to do do and you know that it's really in your best interest but there's this fear this fear and this underlying fear is a fear of a failure or maybe it's a fear of success even fear of a vulnerability possibly even fear of hurting someone inside of this action that you know would serve your greater good. But whatever it is at the root is, is fear. So something that I have noticed over my years and years spent inside of the coaching industry, helping thousands of people overcome things like procrastination and really step into their full potential and really claim their, their wealth and their highest being is there's, there's these four core avoidance archetypes. And you'll have to tell me if you see yourself in one of them, I'm sure that you will. So the first archetype that I, I see, and I feel like sometimes we dance between all of them, but I think one of them really stands out as the one that's like more us than, than any other archetype. The first is the under pressure performer. You know, the one that's like, I, I work so much better with tight deadlines and, and the, the pressure of it all makes me really, really perform. And so these kind of procrastinators, they force themselves to focus by shrinking their time to tackle the test. And then the real reason behind this perfectionism, as we've spoken about, is it's fear. It's fear. And it's because with this impossible tight deadline, you could never possibly live up to the, the high standards that you that you have for yourself, the perfectionist inside of you. And if you don't live, leave yourself enough time to, to really meet those high standards, then whatever comes out will just have to be right. So the biggest challenge for, for this archetype of procrastinator is the literally just getting started piece. So what really needs to happen is to set a target date 
way out in front of the deadline of whatever it happens to be, especially, I mean, if this is task related, for example, you, you need to write in an article and you set it the, the start date out in way ahead and sit down and just commit to writing one sentence, just one sentence. And oftentimes what happens here is if we just start with the very small piece, rather than having to think you have to write the entire thing, you'll write one sentence and then, and then another, and then another. And this is a simple solution for a avoidance of a task related piece. And of course I say simple, but not always easy. Okay. Archetype number two is the, I'm so lazy. Have you ever found yourself saying that it's like you're avoiding doing something and you're so hard on yourself and you, you tell yourself that it's because you're lazy and really you're the complete opposite of lazy. This procrastinator actually tends to be so self-deprecating, but they actually are so busy and don't allow themselves for enough rest. They rather than admit that they're tired and that what they really, really need is rest and compassion so that they could show up and do the thing they, they beat themselves up. And in this case, really the, the best thing to do is to take a break, to recharge walk away, give yourself some space to regroup and build your energy. I have a question for you. Have you joined the super expander free mentorship community? If not, what are you waiting for? Stop what you're doing right now and text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. Text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. I send out weekly tips and inspiration to help you grow your business, to step into your wealthiest, most highest self, to harness your full potential and live an exceptional and extraordinary life. And the best part is it's really me sending those messages. So text me, say hello, and send me your questions. The third archetype is the the overbooker, the one that actually crams their schedule intentionally in, in avoidance of the thing. So they can blame overwhelm and being too busy to actually take and tackle the task. And rather than facing the challenge head on and actively admitting (laughs) maybe that they don't want to do it, it's easier to, to focus the blame on their, their calendar. So the best thing for this, if you're finding yourself inside of, of this, this archetype is to take a moment of introspection step back, take a nice, big, full, deep breath in and ask yourself, what, what are you avoiding? What is it? What's at the, what is at the root there? Are you out of alignment? Oftentimes being out of alignment is a key cause of procrastination. Did you take on something that you truly don't want to do or is really out of alignment with your, your core values? 
And the last archetype is the novelty seeker, the shiny object, new idea archetype. Literally, this procrastinator has a basically a terminal case of shiny object syndrome. They are consistently, constantly having new ideas and starting new projects without finishing the last project. And this really is oftentimes this person is like a visionary entrepreneurs. A lot of times have this and it causes burnout. It causes this, this person to inadvertently end up losing so much time because their energy is so disjointed. So big recommendation for this archetype is to have like a notebook or a Google doc and document all of these amazing ideas, place them in, in, in a safe place because so that you won't forget about them, but you must commit to finishing whatever you're working on before you can start something new. So these are really archetypes primarily as it pertains to, to task related type of things, but procrastination can bleed over into a lot of different bigger overarching places of our life. And the biggest piece is getting to the root cause, which I'll bring it back to that, that idea that I spoke about at the very beginning, which is being at a, a root of the identity is a threat to your actual identity. Something that you need to do or want to do is a threat to your identity. And when there's a threat to our, to our identity, you will avoid doing it. So what I mean by that is that the more something threatens to change how you view yourself, how you believe yourself to be, the more you will procrastinate ever getting around to do it. And the crazy thing is, is this can really apply to both good and bad things. Like making a million dollars could threaten your identity in just as much as losing your job. I mean, think about it. Becoming a famous supermodel would threaten your identity just as much as, as, as losing a job. Obviously we perceive one to be more positive, but there would be a massive shift on an identity level. We as, as human beings are oftentimes just as afraid of success as we are of failure. And it's actually for the exact same reason. We avoid going after and taking the actions to create our dream life for the very same reasons that we avoid doing a negative type experience, right? Because it calls into question your identity. You avoid talking to your husband um, about really intimate things because it would challenge your identity. You avoid telling your friend something difficult because the conflict would threaten your identity of being this very nice, friendly, non-confrontational person, yet you harbor these feelings inside and don't take action on them. We avoid making big, huge, pressing decisions because it 
literally threatens how we feel about ourselves. And I know it sounds absolutely crazy, but it's so, so true. So I had this friend once who spoke about opening up a, an art gallery. She was so passionate about art and she worked and she saved and she talked about it for years. She even built a website and, and started talking to, to investors and things like that, but never actually took the, the actions to really, really do the thing. Years passed and she never, ever took action despite the fact that it was like always on this brink of greatness, this brink of doing this big thing that her heart desired. Why? Because the dreaming of it, of being this famous art gallery owner really actually threatened her, her current identity. We all have a a general set of beliefs that we hold about ourselves. I'm a good mom. I'm a nice woman. And we will avoid every possible situation that might contradict that, that belief. If I believed myself to be an amazing tennis player, I would seek out opportunities to prove that about myself over and over and over again. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Generally, the things that would propel us towards our deepest desire and biggest dreams are the hardest things for us to do. They're filled with emotional resistance. So whatever that is, putting in the time and the effort to move forward in those direction are really the things that very often threaten to contradict about these deep beliefs we have about ourselves. For example, there's a kid who who doesn't study because she believes herself to be the party girl or the, the woman who never works up the courage to leave her hometown because she doesn't believe that she is worthy of success anywhere else. There's a woman who longs to write a book yet She's filled with this possibility of failure and how that would threaten her perception of herself of being so so smart and so capable. Our beliefs always take precedence. So here is the real meat of how we shift and change procrastination. We have to shift on a belief and an identity level. So how do you do that? The first step truly is self-forgiveness and self-compassion. There's actually studies that have been done that show that self-compassion supports motivation and personal growth. It actively boosts motivation and enhances feelings of, of self-worth and The best part about all of that really is that it doesn't require anything of you externally other than to just extend yourself compassion and kindness rather than just staying stuck in regret 
It allows you the space to actually move forward. And the next piece that I think is so, so important in moving out of a state of procrastination and really ending that habit and shifting on an identity level is really getting super curious. So when we feel the the temptation to procrastinate, starting by bringing attention to what's going on inside of your body, what sensations are you feeling? What feelings are being elicited? Where do you feel it in your body? Is there a specific memory that that seems to be attached to? What kind of thoughts are spiraling through your mind? Just step back and be an observer and begin to ask deeper questions and cultivate that, that curiosity. And then next, after you've started to do that, start to consider what sort of action can you take? It's kind of like playing a trick on your mind. What sort of small action can you take just to get started? Motivation always follows action. And then there are a couple actual, like just tangible things, tangible tools that you can use to, to tackle motivation. First is really identifying what kind of procrastination you are experiencing. Is it a passive sort of procrastination, which is super insidious and passive procrastination would be like sitting down and scrolling endlessly on Instagram when you should be doing something else. And then there's the other type of procrastination, which you can really harness and use. And that is is active procrastination. So maybe there's a specific thing that you need to be doing and you're not doing it, but maybe you can tackle a piece of that, that project or task and just get started and then loop it back to the piece. That's the more pressing piece. Because like I said, once you get started, it's truly action and motivation follows action. But there's a tangible tool called the Ivy Lee method that is really powerful. I've been using it for years. It's definitely a habit that you have to practice. And sometimes you get out of it and you have to bring your attention back to it. So the Ivy Lee method is really a six step method. So it's basically at the end of the day, you sit down and you write out what the six most important things that you need to accomplish tomorrow are. And you write them down. After you write them down, You prioritize them in order from one to six, obviously one being the most pressing importance and then six being the least pressing. And so when you wake up the next morning, when you arrive at the next day, you begin to concentrate only on the first task, work on that first task until it is finished before you move forward. And you approach the rest of the list literally in the same way. And at the end of end of the day, you would move any of those unfinished items to the top of the list for the next day. And you just continuously repeat this process. And then of course, the, the next tangible tactical tool that you can add in. And I believe this one to be literally the most powerful one is using hypno breath work, hypno breath work is literally so potent and so powerful for it's a catalyst for change. So it uses the power of the breath and the subconscious mind to create self-awareness. It's a way to access altered states of consciousness. Hypno breath work is a breakthrough technique. 
It clears energetic patterns. It reprograms your subconscious mind and allows for space and, and room to take intuitive actions to create the life you want. Going through a 20 to 25 minute hypno breathwork session puts you into a theta state, allowing you to literally clear the path and, and connect deeply with your intuition and enter into a flow state and productivity is massive. Productivity is always a result of flow state. So I hope you walk away today feeling a deeper understanding about procrastination, equipped and armed to extend yourself massive amounts of kindness and compassion and forgiveness. And you have some real tangible takeaway tools to shift and move away from procrastination so that you can start to create a quantum shift in your life. Because really the only difference between the people who are doing big things in short amounts of time is the fact that they consistently show up and take action and don't allow massive amounts of time to go by not taking action. I hope today that you walk away knowing that it is time to stop wasting your greatness. If you like what you heard, stop, drop, and leave a five-star review and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And as always, sharing is caring. So snap a pic and share this episode with another super expander. 